Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. It's time to go on the mat. The Cedar Valley's longest-running radio show devoted entirely to wrestling. Brought to you by Rolling Ford and the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum on 1650 The Fan. Welcome to On the Mat. I am Kyle Klingman of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum. And we have another special co-host. It was Andy Hamilton. He will be coming back from the U23 World Championships. Last week, it was Jason Bryant, and this week, we return to Waterloo, Iowa with our own guest from Waterloo, Columbus. He is simply fantastic. (laughs) Mike Fan, editor of Wrestling Insider News Magazine, the best publication on the market. Mike, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks, Kyle. I appreciate your kind words. Well, (laughs) and it's so much fun having you on the program, and it's so much fun this season because it really is a season like unlike any other season where there's really two clear frontrunners in Penn State and Ohio State. Let's start with that. Do you see anything right now that would disrupt that? No, I, I don't. I think there's some teams on the edge. You know, Oklahoma State could still make a run, could do something. I think that the thing is of those top two, um, the only thing about Penn State, you know, they've got their five defending champs and one other guy or a couple other people that could be All-Americans. But teams like Ohio State, they're 10 deep right now. Ten, ten guys that at least like seven or eight of them are, are ranked who have a chance to do something. So I, I think those would be the ones. But then you got a team like Michigan that has, you know, seven of its wrestlers that are that are seated high, or excuse me, ranked high, that could actually be at least spoilers, uh, if anything. So, uh, just think think that uh, you're right. Penn State and Ohio State are the top two, but there is some vulnerability. Uh, vulnerability there. Well, let's go with Ohio State. I like that you said that they are ten deep, and that's certainly accurate. But there's still some question marks and. Tomasello's injury, how he'll come back. I think he'll be all right. He's a senior, right. go- and I think he can handle that adversity. Miles right. Martin is still a wild card because you know his upside and that he can beat anyone right. in the nation, but you don't know where he places. Because of that, I still think that Penn State is the clear front runner in the NCAA championships. Do you see anything? Is that kind of your team to win the NCAA championships, or are you saying that Ohio State might get it based on what you just said there? Oh, I'm saying Penn State is, is, should be the favorite. You can't have that many national champs returning and, and just ignore what's, what's going on. Uh, and, and I think once they determine who their 125-pounder is, uh, then I think there's a, there's a much better chance of them doing something. Uh, you know, the question is a guy like Vincenzo Joseph, uh, national champ at 165. He did that as a freshman, Richard Freshman. You know, can he, can, can he sustain that now that he's the favorite? Uh, even though Isaiah Martinez is at that weight class, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, there's, you know, the fact that uh, Mark Hall lost to the Valencia in the All-Star meet earlier this year, uh, at least once again, it shows they're vulnerable. I mean, there's, once again, they are tough. Zane Rutherford, Bo Nickel, Jason Nolf, those three particularly, they, they're at least finalists this year, if not defending national champs. Uh, and but I, again, there's just something about you know Penn State. You wonder how tough really is this team, and and we'll obviously we'll find out real soon. You mentioned the top two teams, and I'm glad that you mentioned in your commentary without me even prepping you, Oklahoma State. 
I think they're in a solid third position. So I think mm-hmm. the top three are pretty much set right now. Where the order is remains to be seen. But Oklahoma State, from what I remember about Oklahoma State, it seems like they always kind of start a little bit slow. But they've had a pretty fast start so far. 30-3 to win over Minnesota on the 19th. 40-3 to win over North Dakota State. Right. I see this as a team that really can be competitive, and with the right tournament, they could be scary. They can be. That's just it. I mean, and the past couple of years, they have not been as strong at the NCAA as we actually thought they might be. Uh, but considering they're doing this without Joe Smith this year, you know, John's son is redshirting. Uh, they, they, other guys are picking up. Gio Martinez, the former Boise State wrestler, has done real well at 149, and you know, obviously Dean Hell at 141 is is tough. You know, again with their team though, they don't they're not top heavy. They got a lot of talented guys at pretty much all the weights, except there's you know other than Dean Hell at at uh, 141. Uh, you know, maybe Cade Brock or uh, Nick Piccinini at uh, 125. Uh, but other than that, uh, they don't have any top four guys. I don't think. Now, as far as Oklahoma State's concerned, you talked about the red shirts and who they have, but you mentioned that Dean Heil is the guy that is leading the charge, and John Smith has talked about his leadership and that he's great for the program. Two-time NC champion coming in looking for his third, but from what I've heard from people, there's a lot of comments saying he's the guy that everyone wants to see lose, especially within the state of Iowa. Why the vitriol for Dean Heil? He, I've interviewed him. He seems like a good guy. I, uh, I like the, the way he approaches the sport. I know that some of his matches are close, but why do you think he's so vilified in the sport? Well, you just, But you just said it because so many of his matches are close, and he still won. You know, he doesn't totally open up. I think if you look at the last two NCAAs, you know, what has he scored? Maybe one or two takedowns and uh, you know, against Meredith and then last year, I guess. It just, uh, uh, you know, he, he has not been the dominant guy, at least skill-wise, even though he wins, and he's done a great job on that. But I, I think it's that attitude and, and his, of course, the way he's verbalized his championships. Like, it's like, hey, if you don't like me, tough. This is who I am. I, I'm not that flashy, so I'm going to win. And so that, that does make him tough. And he really does thrive and, on that. Yeah. And in fact, I was going to say, you know, but the fact that he's from the Cleveland area, so he's and where are the incidents this year? They're in Cleveland. Yeah. And so if he's going to go back up there, you know, this is not one national that he wants to let go. We're on the mat with Mike Finn, editor of Wrestling Insider News Magazine, also known as Win Magazine. Stick around for a great couple segments. We're going to have in studio the new head wrestling coaches at Cedar Falls High School. Nick Moore is an assistant coach, and then Michael Kelly is the head wrestling coach. Michael Kelly was a two-time state champion for Cedar Falls High School. Nick Moore was a four-time state champion for Iowa City West. Both wrestled at the University of Iowa at the same time. Let's stay with the University of Iowa theme, Mike. So far, mm-hmm. I think they've looked pretty good, and they don't even have their full team yet. We don't know what's going to happen to Pat Downey. We don't know right. about some of the redshirt decisions. But based on what you've seen on the presentation of what Iowa's had so far on the mat, I give them pretty high marks with how they've looked so far. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, on Jan- excuse me, December 8th, they're going to host Rutgers. I think that's going to be the, a great dual meet to really see where Iowa is and whether decided if, if Tom Brands wants to take the red shirt off of like a Spencer Lee or Jake Barner, oh, excuse me, Jake Warner, excuse me, at 197 pounds. Uh, I, I think those are two guys who could really put Iowa way up in the standings this year. Uh, other than that, there's just a lot of question marks on this team still. Brandon Sorensen and Michael Cameron at 49 and 157 are definitely tough. Sam Stoller, heavyweight, will continue to be strong. But after that, you know, at 165, you know, is it going to be uh, Marinelli or is it Caleb Young? You know, that's what, uh, you know, Tom is going back and forth on right now. And, and But I, I still, in the end, I think we'll see Marinelli at that weight for the Hawkeyes. Well, if you take off the red shirts and you just start speculating, you put Spencer Lee in the lineup at 125, you talk about Marinelli at 165, and then you have at 197, you have Jacob Warner, and then you pull off the red shirt of the um, mm-hmm. uh, Iowa State transfer. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Pat Downey. Uh, Pat yeah. Downey, right. You, you, have a, you have a pretty solid team there that I think can compete for a trophy. Maybe not the NCAA championships yet, but it's yeah. a solid team. Oh, it is very solid. You know, 
but but it is young. And and with that in mind, um, you know, Ohio State and Penn State, you know, they're good and they should be good. But you wonder, does Tom, is he going to be a patient man? Does he want to keep this talent wait until next year? Or some of these other guys, will, you know, Michael Kemmerer next year will be just a junior. And, uh, and some of these other guys could, could, you know, Marinelli and Caleb Young will just be sophomores a year from now. You know, why not, why not bring those guys out, uh, just wait till next year? But again, this is Iowa wrestling. Fans are, they expect to win. Especially when it comes to the NCAA's, and uh, if least if not win, at least be in the top three or four. You were in the Tom Brands press conference because you were asking a lot of good questions. What did you learn in that press conference from Tom Brands about what he expects for the season? Well, I, I think he, you know, he'll say there's a lot of ifs, you know, a lot of question marks. Probably the most he's had in his career at Iowa. Um, I, I do believe that he is looking for someone to do, and I've mentioned this before, someone to do something for the Hawkeye program, what, what he and his brother Terry did back in 88-89 when Dan Gable had a bump in his uh, run as a championship program, uh, where those guys, they created a, an atmosphere, a winning uh, attitude that everybody just ate up and followed, you know, that, that got them back on the right thing. and. You know, obviously, uh, to me, a guy like Spencer Lee could be that that guy. You know, I think he likes to believe that uh, Sorensen or Kimmerer can be. Uh, uh, but I, I, when you when you look at those guys, you know, Sorensen is just such a quiet guy. He is not allowed. He's not, you know, that type of guy. Whereas Kimmerer might be. He he might be a guy who could ignite a teammate. So I I, I think it's you know I think for Tom. You know, he, he does not want to concede. He does not want to concede to any of these top teams. And he would just love to find a way. And, uh, you know, he, he believes a guy like Spencer Lee wants to wrestle this year, does not want to redshirt. So uh, this will be a fun, fun uh, next month, especially let's see what happens at the Midlands. That will tell us a lot. We are on the mat with Mike Finn. He is the editor of Wrestling Insider News Magazine. You can also catch some of his great articles. You mentioned the Iowa program. We've been talking about that. Looking for team leaders to step up at Iowa. Great article by you, Mike, on Win Magazine. So go to win-magazine.com to read that. Let's go to the other state program. Iowa State struggling right now out of the gate. I know there was a lot of momentum with Kevin Dresser getting the job, but has dropped two dual meets in a row. I think there was some pro- some un- unrealistic expectations of where Iowa State was, and right. we've really found out that they're not that good at this point. They're just too young. I mean, you're talking about young, but they don't have any proven young guys who do something on the national level. They don't really have any – or no, let me change that. They don't have any veterans to help the young guys excel right now, okay? Iowa has a guy like Sorensen as a senior who can do a lot – that allow these young guys to come in without the pressure on them. You know, at, at Iowa State, you know, uh, you know, a guy like Ian Parker, who had a big win against Drexel earlier this year, you know, he gets, he gets pinned the other night by Ryder, you know, and, and so uh, that, that, that's tough. Um, but, the, you know, Kanan's store at 141, I do think he's going to be tough. He beat uh, Dippery from, uh, from Ryder the other night, uh, and he, so he, he looks very strong. Again, for Iowa State fans, they've got to find a way to be patient because I do believe the Cyclones will be strong here in the future. Northern Iowa stumbled out of the gate a little bit, thirty to three loss, or excuse me, thirty to ten loss to Cornell. Rebounded with a, a close win against North Dakota State University. I know there's a lot of expectations right now for Northern Iowa that they kind of have their team. It's really developed into a nice team, and, and it's one that Panther fans can get excited about. Are, are they in that range where you think they can still get a top-ten finish, Mike? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think they definitely can. I think if, if – I, with, with redshirting a guy like Steyert was probably the thing that changed surprised me a bit. I, I thought maybe we'd see him this year because, uh, you know, a program like Northern Iowa, you know, they have, they're not going to have a lot of depth. They're not going to have studs at every weight, all 10 weight classes. But they need at least five really tough guys that could really make things happen in Cleveland. And I do think they do with the other guys who are wrestling this year. Uh, it just, you know, it just, um, boy, I tell you what, it just, it's just really hard to, to see. 
I, I see them somewhere between 10 and 15. Okay, 10 and 15. Now, Missouri, there's the team that always kind of is right in the mix. We're always talking about them being a quality team. Where are they going to fall at the NCAA championships? If I'm at least giving Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma State, I'm giving them the top three. Is okay. Missouri top four? No, I would say Missouri is about six or seven. Okay. I would go ahead, uh, again, to me, after the top three, I think you got to put Michigan up there. I think Lehigh University is, is another program. Uh, that's had some injuries in the past whose guys are healthy. A guy like Jordan Cutler at, at 174 is, is a guy who could, who could do a lot. They, they've uh, altered their weight classes. They've moved some guys up. So, you know, weight cutting is not such a big deal. I think they will be tough for them. You know, I had mentioned Rutgers. They're also a program. Um, you know, they have a, they've got Richie Lewis, who just won a world championship at the U23 World here this past weekend. Uh, he is he's ready to go at 157 or 165 for them. And, of course, you know, uh, 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 Suriano, uh, the former Penn State kid who's now wrestling at Rutgers, is, is, is another one who could make the Scarlet Knights uh, a team to reckon with this year. And, and, again, I think Iowa, you know, there's some place up there, uh, they're 8th, ninth, or 10th right now. Uh, if, they, if they decide to wrestle some of those tougher guys, I see them somewhere between 5th and 8th. You mentioned the U23s. That is the under-23 division of the World Championships. First ever just took place. Some mixed results. A, a good way to end the U23 World Championships with three medals. Do you think this is a, a good thing for the international wrestling scene to have a competition yes. like this? Yes, I love it. Especially as we're developing college-age guys to be eventually the studs after college. You know, uh, Joey McKenna... Uh, uh, from Ohio State wrestling there. He, he was a bronze medal winner. Probably the only disappointment of the men's freestyle, at least for me, was to see Dayton Fix go 0-1 after winning the Junior Worlds this year. Uh, he's a kid who will either wrestle 125 or 130 for Oklahoma State, who is redshirting this year. Uh, a lot of people thought, at least I was thinking, that had he done well at the U23s, would we see him on the mat for Oklahoma State? So uh, I, I, that was probably the only surprise Another than that, you know, I, I, for Greco-Roman and women's wrestling, I, I think it was a big disappointment. You know, Greco-Roman is just—I think they had what two wins out of their their wrestlers. Uh, they, you know, they've got and they they have some good talented young you know, young kids. Uh, they've got to find a way to excel and not give up. You know, tough moves at the world level. Hey, we got to close this out, Mike, but you are known for asking great and insightful and probing questions. How do you develop how you ask a question when you're in an interview? I just try to listen a lot. You know, when you talk about, like, the Iowa press conference, a guy like Tom Brands is so good at expressing himself. If you truly listen to what he says, he just leads into another question. And I like to think a good question that I think he welcomes. He welcomes, but he wants people to actually give some thought to it and not just ask your basic question and it's something that anybody can answer because he, he wants he wants reporters or people to show that they've actually studied as much as he has. Uh, and, and, and at least that's my, my, my way of thinking if I ever talk to anybody in this wrestling community. Hey, you're the veteran journalist in wrestling right now. Are you still having fun, Mike? I love it. I love it. I've thought about this for many times. I've been doing this for over 30 years for just covering college wrestling. And and my love for the sport has not changed. My well, The favorite part of this job is interviewing people. Just today, again, I, I had an interview with uh, Richie Lewis and, mm. uh, and Scott Goodell from Rutgers uh, for a story that I'm working on for later this week. And, and just to hear their enthusiasm, it, it, I, I wish everybody in the sports world and in their life could take on the enthusiasm that a wrestler has. Mike, great segment. Thanks for joining us. Up next, we have the new Cedar Falls High School head wrestling coach, Michael Kelly, and his new assistant coach, Nick Moore. They're next on the mat. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, when all you want is sports. All you need is 1650 The Fan. We are back on the mat, 1650 The Fan. I'm Kyle Klingman of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum. And we have the interviews that I've been trying to line up for about a year. We finally materialized. What a better time to do that 
Then before the start of the high school wrestling season, we have the new Cedar Falls High School head wrestling coach, Michael Kelly, in with us, along with his assistant coach, Nick Moore. And I love the history between you guys. Michael, two-time state wrestling champion for Cedar Falls. Nick, you were a four-time state wrestling champion for Iowa City West. And it's cool, the last two that you won, or the two that you won, you were side-by-side in weight classes. I think it was 140 and then 145 for Nick. Then the next year in 2007, it was 145 and then 152 for Nick. So you guys have a history together and then were teammates at the University of Iowa. So... I think everyone wants to know, are you guys going to get along? Is that going to work out okay that you guys are going to get along okay? Yeah, I get along with Nick real well. Uh, I mean, our wives are friends. Uh, We we got a good friend group uh, in Cedar Falls right now where, you know, I spend spend time with the guy outside of the wrestling room and – it's it's nice to have somebody that's a thinks thinks like you in the wrestling room from that side of it so and that's michael kelly nick uh, you had a experience with michael all those years uh, five years together at the university of iowa what kind of friendship did you guys have at iowa uh well we've just you know got that going we've grew up competing it was before high school it was before junior high it was kids you know we were wrestling in the the dubuque wrestling room um and it's, you know, kind of blossomed since you end up going to the same college and I end up moving to Cedar Falls and so we know each other so it works out. Did you guys actually compete against each other at youth tournaments then? You guys mentioned that. Was that something you guys have a record against each other and have memories of, of competing against each other in actual tournaments? Yeah, we've we've competed against each other quite a bit. Uh, I think Nick's probably got more wins against me than I got against him, but uh yeah, we've competed against each other in, in you know practice rooms at the university. We actually roomed together in college. Uh, we were roommates for a couple of years, um, so we're real, real familiar with each other. Our, our families are familiar with each other. Uh, both have uh, strong Dubuque ties, and uh, we've we've been around each other growing up our whole life. So, so when you say that, and you're at the University of Iowa, you guys were at close weight classes. I'm assuming that you guys competed against each other in the wrestling room and had practices. When, when you're friends and roommates and you have to actually compete against each other in a sport that's combative like that, does it get testy at times when you guys have to have live wrestling matches? I mean, I think it does. It's kind of just like what you know we're trying to get through to our kids right now is, hey, when you're in the wrestling room, uh, you, you guys can go at each other and you guys can fight like you hate each other, but you know, usually when you... You, you leave the wrestling room, you guys are all teammates, and uh, you guys are friends after that, you know. So usually you, when you get on the mat, you kind of put that friendship to the side and business as usual, you know, you're out there to win a match, you're out there to compete on, when it comes to the wrestling mat. Usually, we, you know, you'd leave the wrestling room, you'd go home, and it, you guys are friends. You kind of got that uh, teammate bond, if you would, so... In studio with Michael Kelly and Nick Moore. You just heard Michael Kelly. He's the new head wrestling coach at Cedar Falls High School. Nick, you are a four-time state champion. There's only 25 of those in the state of Iowa. I'm sure that gives you a little street cred around here, doesn't it? I kind of blush up every time someone <laughs> says it. I think they, they like to say it just to kind of uh, get my face red. But, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I'm just happy that I can be in a, a town that appreciates it and, you know, wants uh, – to see this wrestling team, the high school team, kind of blossom. And, and you work in an environment with wrestlers. Talk about your profession right now and how that feeds into your profession because I, I know talking to the guys that, that own the place and are part of it, they're wrestling fanatics. They know a lot about the sport, and that has to be a good fit for you. Yeah, so uh, growing up in high school, I had an assistant coach. His name was Ty Burke. Um, he, you know, coached my four years in high school and then we stayed in touch uh throughout college um it got to a point in college where you kind of have to decide that uh wrestling's not going to be the the thing that you do the rest of your life um so you know staying in touch i needed something competitive um you know something that continues to to make you drive forward uh and make you a better person and and so um i got hired on at the excel group uh doing commercial uh, property and casualty insurance okay 183 and one in high school tell us about the one what do you remember about that um that also ended up being a teammate uh, of mine uh, it was my freshman year is the very last match uh his name was mark balwig um just from waverly shell rock 
Um, I don't really remember the match to be honest. You don't with at you. all, huh? Uh, it was just it's that long ago, and and uh, you had to let it go. Yeah, and, and a lot of those state champions that were on that 07 team or not team, but that uh, won state championships that year ended up going to the University of Iowa. Are you still close with a lot of those guys that you guys competed with at the University of Iowa? Yeah, so uh, just on the West Side team alone, we had um, the Carew brothers, uh, my brother, um, Derek St. John uh, was there as well, and then then several others that contributed. Um, and obviously Derek's at Iowa State now. We try to stay in touch with him. Um, Dylan Carew's got a crazy kids club going that's, that's super successful, and I know he's doing a good job there. And uh uh, my brother is, I think, helping with that, so Great. we stay in touch. And then, Michael, you're a, a Cedar Falls guy. I love this, that you were a two-time state champion for Cedar Falls High School. Now you're taking over the program. Is there more incentive to want to see Cedar Falls reach that apex since you went to school there and had success there? Yeah, it's it's something that's pretty personal personal to me. You know, uh, I, I never got to compete on a uh, – you know, a state dual team. I never got to compete on a, you know, a team that was winning district titles, winning, uh, you know, team. It was kind of in that team battle, um, and it was something that I always wanted in high school, and it just never, it never happened. We, we we never had the teams to get it done, and 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 to be in those races, uh, and it's so it's something that that I really want to bring back to Cedar Falls. Uh, I remember growing up. In the in the nineties, you know, Cedar Falls was was at the pinnacle, and they were you know top top of the state. And I remember watching that as a little kid, and it was something that was pretty cool. And there was a lot of excitement around the the, the program at the time. And I, I want to get it back to where where it's at that, and we're compete, competing for uh, state dual dual championships and you know state titles eventually. So, in studio with Michael Kelly, new head wrestling coach at Cedar Falls High School. Also with his assistant coach, Nick Moore, both were state champions. Nick, four-time state champion for Iowa City West. Michael, two-time state champion for Cedar Falls High School. When I think of Cedar Falls High School, I think a lot of the Kelly family. There's just a great tradition just among your family, and I think about your dad and just what he's been able to do to elevate the sport with the USA Mac Club and, and what that's been able to do just to, to elevate the program. What is Cedar Valley Mac Club, or excuse me, USA Mac Club in the Cedar Valley, right over there off 18th Street? What is that going to do for your program to be able to elevate Cedar Falls to the next level? It's it's big, and uh, I mean, a lot of the guys that we're going to be having compete for us at a varsity level this year, you know, they put a lot of time at that club this summer, and I think that that's going to translate, you know, uh, into their success this year. Um, the biggest thing that we want to do at Cedar Falls is we, we want to you know create an atmosphere where we don't have to go out and seek these guys to come to practice. We want to create an atmosphere you know where these guys want to come to practice. They want to get better. They want to go to practice, and they want to they want to go there because it's it's fun and they enjoy doing it. Um, and I think that that's something that we've really stressed over the last couple of years and. The, the numbers were a lot better this summer. We had pe- people competing at uh, freestyle and Greco events, and, as well as just coming in to work out even if they weren't competing. So I think that's going to translate big, and uh, they, they got some great coaches over there. You know, sh- my brother Sean's over there, Eli Riley. Um, he was a Fargo champ. And then Matt Kelly, another one of my relatives, my cousin, uh, is also over there helping, and they do a great job with the – with the kids and the high school age kids, just breaking it down, making it simple. Um, it's really relaxed, relaxed atmosphere, and that's what we try to provide for the summer summer wrestling. So, Will Kelly, your relative, was yep. there for a long time. Have you relied on him and used him as a resource as you entered your first season as head coach? Yeah, I mean, Will's basically everything that that I've learned uh, throughout my wrestling career is kind of. Fe- falling back on will you know will's kind of been my coach and my mentor uh growing up my whole life and um a lot of his philosophies and a lot of his techniques are same techniques and same philosophies i'm trying to instill in these kids today so it's he's big impact and it's had a big impact on the way i'm going to coach and the way that i try to get through to the kids so elaborate on the philosophy what is your philosophy going into the season 
Uh, I touched on it a little bit uh, already, you know, as far as, you know, we want our kids having fun. We want them uh, being relaxed. We want them to be able to come into the practice room and be able to just relax, have fun, and let the fur fly, if you would. And uh, um, we want them to score lots of points, and we want them to be exciting to watch. And uh, But the biggest thing, first and foremost, is I, I don't – I don't really want our guys focusing on wins and losses as much as I just want them focusing on getting better every single match. So uh, if they come off the mat and, you know, I just talked to them about it today. I said, you know, some of you guys maybe lost your rest loss. You might not be feeling good about it. Um, but if you're thinking, oh, crap, I lost a wrestle off, you know, this the world's ending, you know, the floor floor beneath us is falling out, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get a whole lot better and the, you're probably not going to, have a have a good uh, mindset moving forward but if you think oh you know i lost this match but i need to work on this this and this you're probably thinking the right way and we're probably going to get a lot better and your season's not anywhere close to being done so well we mentioned your dad who owns blackhawk roofing and you're part of that as well as your brother i I would think growing up that the work ethic just came automatic because your dad's a workhorse and, and you picked up on that Take us through what it was like just growing up with your dad and just what it was like growing up in a wrestling environment, but also an environment where you're going to have to work hard. Yeah, we, growing up as kids, I mean, we really didn't have choices. It was kind of, you know, he set the bar high, and uh, we always we always were able to achieve that bar, you know, and every time we reached that bar or we we achieved something, the bar got moved to the, the next uh the next level he always thought you know the most of his kids and he always still thinks the most of us to this day and uh that we can achieve you know the skies and beyond sometimes more than what we we probably actually can achieve but uh he he's 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 always pushed us to ex- excel and but always always has been very positive behind us you know uh i can remember wrestling as as young as probably four or five with my sister in the living room. We were just talking about it the other day, you know, a couple guys on both couches and she beat the snot out of me a lot of, a lot of times and uh, made me better though. So he, he's always pushed us and been very encouraging our growing up as kids. So in studio with Michael Kelly, he's the new head wrestling coach for Cedar Falls high school. Also his assistant, Nick Moore, four time state champion, what do you feel like your role is with the Cedar Falls High School program as it moves forward? Um, I think that I uh, probably have a, a little bit better role than Mike and that I can just stand back and, and not don't have to do so much of the, the organizational work. Um, when I first started coaching, I got a, a small glimpse of that um, and realized how much more effort it is on the back end uh, to get everything organized and make sure everything runs smoothly. So um the things that he's doing right now is is something that uh typically i would not like to do so um that's good on my part uh and beyond that if they ask a question about how a technique is you know performed or or uh what i did when i was in high school or college um it's just those little things that i can show those moves and and uh hopefully pass that on to our kids now do you like to run practice and take them through the um i do like to run practice uh i also like to see other people run practice though too because i know that there's a there's a fine line between one person running everything um and uh getting a bunch of techniques in there because we do have more coaches than just mike and i um and they can show a lot of technique so uh just getting a little taste of everybody's a, a good thing you guys mentioned a lot of, of names that were your teammates that are now at Iowa State. Mike Zadick, St. John, Brent Metcalf. When we had Mike Zadick on, I, I threw out three names, and one of them was yours, Michael. And his comment was, can I swear? So I know you guys have a good relationship, and it, it was it was pretty funny to hear that. But when you have those guys going to Iowa State, what's that like for you guys to know that they're now on the Iowa State squad and that it's a, kind of an all-Iowa coaching staff? I'm sure you get that question, but it's kind of interesting to see. I think it's exciting. I think it's great for the sport um i think it's what exactly what iowa state needed um i think i was the iowa state program was probably hurting and uh desperate need of of some energy and i think uh with dresser and zadik and uh st john they've they've brought a lot of energy and excitement and 
you know, uh, it's going to take some time, but I, I have not a doubt in my mind that those those guys will get it done, and uh, they'll they'll be you'll be talking about them in four or five years, you know, winning national titles. So, Nick, you keep in touch with Derek. You guys are I do. Uh, college. We chat uh, from time to time. All of the. All of us guys have a, a, a message going or whatever, similar to how I would assume most other high school buddies chat. Like on text or... It, right, right. And uh, so probably hear from them, you know, once a week, twice a week, somewhere in there. And you get to hear about how Iowa State's doing. And uh, Carew's got a, a, a kid wrestling for Iowa State, so that's fun to to uh, see how he's developing. I think his name's Jarrett Deegan. So, okay. yeah, it's good. So... Are you guys fans of all the programs then? Iowa, Iowa State, UNI, you got right in your backyard. What uh, do you kind of split it a little bit, or you guys have a, a preference on a team you'd like to see win within the state? I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of good wrestling. You know, I, I'll, I'll go, I'll watch that. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the T- Taylor Lujan uh, at UNI. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of just good wrestling, good action. Um, it's it's hard when you go to college with a lot of these guys. You know, I got Mike Evans that's coaching at Camel, uh, Ramos that's coaching at UNC. I'd like to see all those guys have success, and I'd like to see all those guys do well for themselves. Um, I, I can't say that I'm a I'm a fan with one over the other. You know, I support you and I. They're local here, uh, great team. I'm you know talked to Doug Schwab quite a bit. Uh, great guy, and I think that he he's going to be a program you're talking about now but you're going to be talking about more more seriously in the years to come um with the title contention and whatnot um i'm a fan of good wrestling i'm a fan of uh guys competing guys put scoring a lot of points so fans of oklahoma state though if they're competing hard you like oklahoma state cowboys i I don't i don't have any uh teammates that are coaching for (laughs) oklahoma state that's how that rolls that's pretty cool. So you guys are both living in Cedar Falls right now. Michael, you're working with your dad at Blackhawk Roofing, and then you're with the uh, freshman uh, Ty Burke, Ty Burke, and the uh, insurance agency, right? Yep, the yep. Excel Group. Yep, Excel Group. It's been a lot of fun. We have one more segment with the new Cedar Falls High School head wrestling coach, Michael Kelly, his assistant coach Nick Moore, both in studio, and we're going to talk. About the season, who you have on the uh, the docket? I think it's gonna be fun. I think you just had wrestle off, so we're gonna break that down a little bit. We'll be back with more with Michael Kelly and Nick Moore next on the mat. When all you want is sports, all you need is sixteen fifty. The fan. We are back on the mat, 1650 The Fan. I am Kyle Klingman of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum in studio with Michael Kelly. He's the head wrestling coach at Cedar Falls High School along with his assistant wrestling coach, Nick Moore. Won't even mention that you are four-time state wrestling champion, Nick, because I know you're embarrassed by it. So won't even make a mention of it in this segment at all. But we do want to talk about the high school wrestling team. For me, I think it starts and stops with Jakey Penrith. He is third in the state according to the preseason rankings for the predicament. What do you see out of Jakey Penrith? His dad, NCAA wrestling champion Brad Penrith, a great pedigree there. But as a junior, do you feel good about what he's going to be able to accomplish this season? Yeah, I think uh, I think he's got a good mindset. You know, you talk about some of those guys that put a lot of uh, time in in the off season, uh, lifting weights and and trying to further their wrestling. Um, he was one of them, and he was kind of a leader in that uh, in that weight room and the the weight program this summer. And he, the guy can jump out of this room. He's about as athletic as it can get. So um, he he's he's a real, you know you talk about exciting wrestlers. He's he's an extremely exciting wrestler. Um, you you don't want to look away because you might you might miss something with Jakey. So. Where's he good? I think he's pretty good in the top game. Has he improved on that and able to get turns from the top position? What have you seen on him? He's he's pretty good about everywhere. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, he's good in a lot of the positions that probably Nick and I were never good in. Um, so when it comes to coaching him, it, it might present a little bit of a challenge just because uh, we understand. Hey, you just we got to let Jakey do what Jakey does because he he has a lot of success with it. He's extremely uh, dangerous with some of his uh, funk um, or uh, scram- scramble ability. Um, you you kind of just got to let him uh, let him wrestle. I, I don't I don't try to coach him and tell him to 
you know, do, you know, give him a whole pedigree of this is how I want your match to look because I think it would restrict a, re- a wrestler like him. Um, I just kind of let him go out there and do his thing, and he, he's fun to watch, and he tries to pin guys. Is there so. guys that are going to challenge him in the room, or how do you outsource that so you make sure that he stays sharp throughout the season in the practice room? Uh, we we got bigger guys. I mean, he can <laughs> he can wrestle he can wrestle Tanner Doyle if he wants. Uh, he he and let let our listeners know what weight class he is. He, so that, Tanner Doyle's a 160 pounder, okay. and he's the state qualifier last year. Um, he wrestles with a lot of our bigger guys, and, and he still does he does fine. He holds his own, and okay. and uh, we might have to push him up up the line a little bit further this year to. Uh, Give him, give him some guys that will challenge him. So, and then does Brad come in the room? Is he a part of the sports staff? Yeah, Brad's Brad's a big part of our uh, staff as well. He's also an assistant coach, and yeah, he's in there. Uh, he doesn't wrestle with Jakey as much. You know, Nick Nick and I will wrestle with him here and there. We got another assistant coach, Peter Stewart, that will wrestle with him, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of his workout partners. Is it fun to have a staff that has reached a high level? You guys have all seen the Division One level and. Brad's reached a really high level, ranked number one in the world at one point. Is it fun to be able to tap into that knowledge and, and utilize his talents? Yeah, it's fun. You hear you hear a lot of uh, interesting stories with Brad, <laughs> and he's he's always got you know s- something to add to uh, to what's going on in the room, and, it, and it's it's helpful. It's helpful to have somebody that thinks about the sport maybe in a little bit different light as far as technique and uh, adds his little twist on to uh, technique. So. In studio with Michael Kelly, head wrestling coach of Cedar Falls High School, assistant coach Nick Moore. Nick, I'm assuming you'll work with some of the bigger guys, the upper weights, maybe one or two guys that stand out to you that uh, are going to push the envelope and, and maybe get on the podium this year. Uh, I do work with some bigger guys. Um, I guess uh, not as much as probably was what you would think. Uh, I do a lot of work with Jakey. I do a lot of work with our, our 120, 126, uh, 132, 138 pounders. Um, and then we've got two guys, uh, Brian Curran um, and Ethan Weekman, who was the head coach last year, yep. uh, that actually does a, a whole lot of work with the bigger guys. And then uh, a guy by the name of Connor Beanfang um, really works with our, our 182, 195, 220s, and heavyweight guys. So um, not as much as you would think, but... But I do scrap with them when they they want a piece. And, and do you go live? Is that something you you try to do? And and how do you handle that when you know you clearly can dominate them? How do you make sure they can get a good workout and and get benefits out of it? Um, well, you'd be surprised. Some of those guys are pretty strong. <laughs> I got to go pretty hard. I don't believe that as uh, much, but that's all right. Um, no. So, guy that comes to mind right now: Dakota Southworth, uh, Tanner Doyle. Um, Tommy Custer, those guys uh, are all in there together, and they all upperclassmen, all kind of on the same mindset right now. Um, Southworth is a junior, uh, but Doyle and Custer are seniors, I think. So they get in there and they scrap against each other pretty hard. Um, and to be honest with you, when I'm in there wrestling with them, uh, they're wrestling pretty hard, and it, it makes me wrestle pretty hard. So I know state championships, we want to get back to that level of the 1990s, those glory years where they won state championships and state dual championships. How far away is Cedar Falls High School realistically from getting to that point? We talked about Iowa State and the building process. Where are you guys in that building process? We'll start with Michael. It's it's tough to say. I mean, I, I, I think that we're on the right track. I can tell you that. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you three, four, five years. Um, I'm really excited for this team this year, and I'm, I'm really excited to see where they're at. Um, I can't really say, you know, uh, a, a little bit it's going to fall. A little bit of that's going to fall on our, our wrestlers' shoulders, you know, and the time that they want to put in, and the the time that they want to, you know, put into making this team a great team. Um, so that, as far as the timeline, that's kind of a tough question to answer. But I can tell you, we're, we're on the right track right now, and I, I think that we're uh, we're getting better as a team every single day. Um, even even from last year to this year, uh, the first week of practice, I was like, "Gosh, you know, you the the level of the room is just better than it was last year as a whole." And I'm not talking about guys individually. You know, we might have had. You know, maybe some better athletes and some better individual wrestlers last year, but our level as 
as a team it, as a whole is a lot better this year. So, And as far as the wrestle-offs, what you just had, what did you learn out of the wrestle-offs? Do you feel good about where things are positioning right now with those initial wrestle-offs and, and competition? Yeah, I feel I feel good. A wrestle off is you know it's it's something that you do in the beginning of the year, and beginning of the year is not ever what you're shooting. You know, you don't know a whole lot of state champs that are that get it done in the beginning of the year. You know, so it, it's all about that progression throughout the season, and our guys continuing to get better. Um, it was it was funny because we were talking about it today uh, last year. You know, during wrestle offs, I think it took like maybe 30 or 40 minutes and we were done just because there was a lot of pin, 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 pin. This year, you know, there was a lot of guys at every single weight, top to bottom, that were scrapping, uh, a lot of matches that were going the distance, and it wasn't because our guys weren't attacking. Um, both guys were attacking. It was just the the they were they were refusing to give in to their opponent. So we had a lot of matches that went to the distance, and I think our wrestle-offs went an hour and a half or or hour 45 minutes, and I think it was extremely positive just because of that refusal to give in and to to the opponent. That's that that's what I attested to. So in studio with Michael Kelly, head wrestling coach of Cedar Falls High School, and Nick Moore, his assistant coach at Cedar Falls High School. I love rivalries, and you guys talked about that. One that I want you to touch on, Michael, is your rivalry in high school with Kyvan Gadsden. To my knowledge, he didn't beat you during that uh, the one year you guys competed against each other. I think it was your sophomore year. I know that for me personally, I wasn't going to miss that match, and I wanted to go see that. Uh, talk about wrestling Kyvan Gadsden, first of all, and what that was like to, uh, to actually, I think you were 3-0 and against him that year. Uh, yeah, I wrestled, him, uh, I wrestled him quite a few times. I don't remember if it was three or four or five that or, season yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, 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 I'm not i'm not exactly sure on it but uh it, they were good matches you know uh willie was a great guy and they they were great matches you know he pushed me to excel i pushed him to excel it, it was kind of funny i was looking at the the mvc conference and i, I think st john was at that weight this year st john kyvan i was like dang we had like three or four national champions, you know, on that, on, on that podium, just at a, in the Missouri Valley conference there. Uh, yeah. so, uh, it, it was good. And it, we, we grew to be actually, uh, pretty good friends after, after we got done competing. I, tra- I traveled with, uh, Willie and Kyvin went to Fargo camps with them. Uh, great guys and just students of the sport. They're, they're wanting to get better just like other guys you're competing against. So I'd like to have both you guys answer this, Nick, I'll start with you. What's it like to have a, a rival that you can look toward that really helps you in your training? I think it gives you something uh, to come in every single day, and it gives you a, a physical person to look at and and say, I've got to be better than that guy because he is likely working hard right now, so I've got to work harder. So just the, the everyday grind of wrestling, uh, I think that's what it gives you, that motivation to, to push to make sure that you're staying ahead of that guy. And for you, Michael, we mentioned Kyvin. It's really cool when that's Waterloo Cedar Falls, and I really think that adds a, an element to it. Are we close to getting back to that level where Waterloo West and Waterloo East, and not Columbus at this point, but in Cedar Falls, where we can get some matches where people want to come out and they want to see them? Yeah, I think we are. I mean, uh, I, uh, when I was in high school, uh, I, I, I went up to UNI and worked out uh, during the summer times, and I was always around Alex Dolly, and I think – I'm pretty confident that he's going to get it done at uh, Waterloo West there. And uh, as you probably know, um, Waterloo East has got a great kids kids program. Jay Llewellyn's a great coach. And uh, I, I don't think we're that far off. Uh, last year we had an exciting duel between uh, East Waterloo and, and Cedar Falls, and it, it came down to the last match. And it, it was it was exciting, you know. Both, both crosstown teams wanted to win, and it, it came down to that last match, so... Do you guys have an eye on promotion? We talked about some of the great teams. You know, UNI does a good job in, of engaging past NCAA champions or, or alumni. Do you guys have that vision of how you want to package and, and market wrestling just outside of what the product is on the mat? Do you guys have a feel for how you want to pack the stands? Yeah, we've we've done some uh, meet and greets, you know, uh, previous to the season, just where we're getting everybody in the same room. Uh, we can get them talking about Cedar Falls wrestling, get them interested in Cedar Falls wrestling. But uh, the the biggest thing is our, our wrestling's got to speak for itself. Uh, you know, if if we have guys out there that are exciting to watch, 
I'm not going to have to promote it a whole lot. Uh, they're going to promote themselves by you know their style of wrestling and how how they compete, and and people are going to come want to watch that. They're going they're going to be drawn to that. So, all right, we have just a few minutes here, but I, I'd like Michael to start, and then we'll go with Nick. Just maybe give three wrestlers, and then Nick can't duplicate it. Just three wrestlers that uh, you think we need to to keep an eye out for. Maybe we'll give you the lower weights, and then Nick can go upper weights. Just three guys that, whether they're JV or not, just three guys that we need to keep our eye on. Um, a couple guys that really stood out to me today was uh, Jackson Barth. Uh, he, Nick does a lot of work with him. I work with him a little bit, too. He's a 120-pounder. Um, he's a hard worker. He's a hard worker, uh, very coachable kid, and uh, just, a, just a great kid to have on your team. Um, Another guy I was really impressed with was uh, Dakota Southworth. Um, he wrestled 152 for us last year. Um, he's up at uh, 170 pounds this year, um, strong as can be, and he, he he understands his hips and he understands how to move. Um, th- those would be my two guys. Okay. So, and then Nick. Um, I guess a guy I would go with. It's it's hard to narrow it down because Mike alluded to it. We had a lot of fight in there today. Um, but uh, we had a sophomore, his name's Colin Bon Boning Camp, um, and he had a, a two out of three match um, and lost the first one and, and came back and, and won the next two uh, as a sophomore. So that was impressive to me. Um, and then it's, you know, it's hard to you know, narrow it down here, but uh, there's a guy by the name of Jack Flaggy, too, at, at 126. Um, that uh, avenged a loss from earlier at another tournament. Um, so, he, you know, we're going in the right direction. All right, and then uh, Keith Young Tournament is December what? Third. December 3rd, okay. And Saturday. S- Saturday, so it's coming up this yeah, weekend, yeah. yeah. So uh, just expectations there, 16 teams. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to have that. Hopefully people come out and want to support the Cedar Falls High School wrestling team. Really enjoyed having you guys in studio. We've talked about this for a while, and great having some uh, some great caliber talent in the area. It's a lot of fun to uh, to know that Cedar Falls High School wrestling is on the rise. You guys are back at Cedar Falls High School at the wrestling room. You guys were at the club at USA Mac Club for a while, but I think wisely think they're going to try to take over the wrestling room and, and turn it into something else. And I think it's a, a good move that you're back there right at the high school and have that opportunity. It's been a lot of fun to be in studio. Michael Kelly, new head wrestling coach at Cedar Falls High School. He was a two-time state champion there, and then four-time state champion Nick Moore is his assistant coach. Really enjoyed having you guys in studio. We had a great segment with Mike Finn. So for Scott Fensloff, Michael Kelly, and Nick Moore, I'm Kyle Klingman. You've been listening to On the Mat on 1650 The Fan. You've been listening to On the Mat, the Cedar Valley's longest-running radio show devoted entirely to wrestling. Brought to you by Rolling Ford and the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum on 1650 The Fan. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.